Learn Persian with Chai and Conversation, Lesson Twenty Nine. Hello and welcome to Learn Persian with Chai and Conversation, the podcast for anyone looking to learn conversational Persian. My name is Leila, and I'll be your teacher for the course. And my name is Matt, and I will be learning Persian along with you. Chai and Conversation will teach you conversational Persian in weekly lessons of about fifteen minutes each. If you know anything about Iranians, they don't do anything without first grabbing a cup of tea, or as they call it, chai. So pour yourself a cup and join us in learning the Persian language. Hello and welcome to Learn Persian with Chai in Conversation. We're so glad that you've joined us. Lesson twenty nine is the last lesson in Unit three of Chai and Conversation, the Grammar Unit. In this unit, we've been going over all sorts of different grammar topics, including many of the tenses of the Persian language. In this lesson, we're going to go over the present continuous tense and learn about imperative verbs. Hopefully, you've been keeping up with everything we've been learning. But if not, remember that you can always find all of our previous lessons and bonus materials on the website at www.chaiandconversation.com, with chai spelled C-H-A-I. And if you've missed it over the past few weeks, we posted a new cultural video about the concept of taruf. It's on our website and on YouTube, and features Matt acting out several different cultural scenarios. Check it out if you haven't already. But enough of that for now. Matt, are you ready to begin the lesson? Ready. Great. Then let's begin to learn Persian with chai and conversation. So the past few lessons we've been going over the future tense. We learned in lesson twenty-seven that in conversational Persian, you use the same structure to express present simple. Future simple and the present continuous tense. To be clear that we are in the middle of something, you add the verb to have or dashtan. So, for example, if you are in the middle of eating lunch, you say daram nahar mikhoram. Daram nahar mikhoram. So again, nahar mikhoram could mean present simple, as in I eat, or future simple, as in. I will eat, or present continuous, as in I'm eating. So it's all in the context clues. So the word daram is added simply for emphasis. It is not necessary to express the sentiment, but you will hear it stated this way in conversation. So we'll go over it to make sure you have a good hang of it. So let's try the continuous present with another verb we learned in detail, and that is to come. The infinitive of to come is amadan. Amadan. So to say I come in the present tense, you say miam. Miam. Now this is the colloquial way to conjugate to come in the present tense. In written or formal language, it would be miayam. But as always, we're sticking with the colloquial. So I come is miam. Miam. So to say I am coming, as in the present continuous, you say daram miam. Daram miam. So, what if you want to ask someone, "Are you coming?" For this, we have to remember the you form of to have. 
So let's go over the present conjugations of to have. We went over this in lesson 22, but let's review. I have, as we said before, is daram. Daram. You have, informal, is dari. Dari. He or she has is dare. Dare. We have is darim. Darim. You have, formal, is darin. Darin. They have is daran. Daran. Now we also went over the present tense conjugations for to come in lesson 27 because we said this was an important verb that would be used over and over again. The colloquial conjugations for this verb are a bit odd because the colloquial present stem of almadan is simply ah. So if you remember from lesson 27, the conjugation for you informal come in the present tense is miai. Miai. Again, this is the conversational conjugation. As you know, the personal ending for you informal is e, so really it should be miai, but in conversational it's said miai. Miai. So to ask, are you coming? In the present continuous, you say, Dari miai? Dari miai? So you conjugate both the first and last verb. Dari miai? Are you coming? Dari miai? Dari miai? To say, he or she is coming, you say, Dare miad. Dare miad. So to say, we are coming, you say, Darim miaim. Darim miaim. You formal are coming is Darin miaim. Darin miaim. And finally, they are coming is Daran mian. Daran mian. So again, the verb to have is not completely necessary. It's only to emphasize the fact that this is taking place continuously at the moment. So you are in the middle of doing that action. Let's go back to the first example and practice with the verb to eat. Again, how do you say, I am eating? Daram mikhoram. Perfect. I am eating. Daram mikhoram. How would you say, you are eating informal? Dari Mihori. Great, exactly. So how about he or she is eating? Dare mihore. Dare mihore. Perfect. So it's easy because the same ending must be given to both of the verbs. Hopefully you're picking that up. So we are eating. Darim mihorim. Yes, darim mihorim. You are eating, formal or plural? Darin mihorin. Great, darin mihorin. And finally, they are eating. Daran mihoran. Right, daran mihoran. Okay, moving on. One last thing we're going to cover in the grammar unit is how to express the imperative. Imperative sentences are ones in which you make requests or commands. For example, 
Sit, please, is an imperative sentence. Let's go over how to say this in Persian. First of all, the infinitive of to sit is neshastan. Neshastan. So the imperative uses the present stem of a word. And as we very well know by now, present stems in the Persian language are irregular. So the present stem of neshastan is shin. Shin. So let's use this to say I sit just for practice. Again, Matt, how do you construct the present tense of a verb? You add the prefix me to the present stem and end it with the personal ending. Exactly. So how would you do that with nishastan, which has the present stem shin? Mi, shin, am. Mishinam. Great, exactly. So as we've said before, in the present construction of this word, the emphasis goes on the prefix mi. Mishinam. Mishinam. So how would you say you sit in the formal sense in the present tense? Mishinin. Mishinin. Great, so this means you sit. Now we're going to transition to the imperative tense. It's a very slight difference between the present tense and the imperative, the difference being in the prefix of the word. So in the construction of the imperative, the prefix be plus the present stem of the word plus the ending. So in other words, to say sit formally in a commanding way, you say beshinin. Beshinin. So this is kind of like a sit with an exclamation mark. Just as in Mishinit, the emphasis goes on the prefix. Beshinin. Beshinin. So because this is a command, you can soften it by saying Lotvan beshinin. Lotvan beshinin. So this means please sit. We've learned the word beshinin before in the phrase Befarmain beshinin. Befarmain beshinin. So this means please go ahead and sit. So you can see betharmoin is also an imperative construction, one that we've learned before. Betharmoin. Betharmoin. And this means, again, something along the lines of, please go ahead. It doesn't have a direct translation in English. Now to say sit to a person you have an informal relationship with, you don't add a personal ending to the present stem of the verb. It's even simpler than that. The formula is simply be plus the present stem of the word. So to say, you sit, informally, you say, Beshin. Beshin. So to say, please sit, informally, you say, Lotfan Beshin. Lotfan Beshin. Or, Befarma Beshin. Befarma Beshin. Okay, so let's go over these again. How do you say, sit, in the formal manner? Beshinin. And how do you say sit in the informal manner? Beshin. How about please sit in the formal manner? Lotvan beshinin. And how about please sit in the informal manner? Lotvan beshin. In the last way, which makes it even a bit more polite in the formal manner? Befarmain beshinin. And what does this loosely translate as? Please, go ahead and sit. Exactly, something like that. And what about in the informal manner? Befarma beshin. 
Perfect. So let's make this sentence a tad bit more complex by saying, please sit here. To say this, you say, Lutfan in Jabishin for informal. Lutfan in Jabishin. Lutfan in Jabishin. Now let's learn the negative of the imperative. To make this negative, you replace the de with na. So don't sit informally is nashin. Nashin. So bishin and nashin. So the formal way to say sit is bishinin. How do you think you say don't sit? Nashinin. Nashinin. Great. Bishinin and nashinin. So now to say please don't sit here formal, you would say Lotfan unja nashinin. Lotfan unja nashinin. So let's learn another verb to use as an example. The verb gozashtan means to put. Gozashtan. Gozashtan. So the colloquial present stem of this verb, again irregular, is zar. So using the formula to say you go informal, we simply add the prefix be to this verb to make it imperative. Bezar. Bezar. Meaning put. So the formal version of this is bezarin. Bezarin. So to say put it on the table informally, you say bezar rumiz. Bezar rumiz. The it in put it on the table is implied in this sentence. Bezar rumiz. Bezar rumiz. Or to say put it down, you say bezar pain. Bezar pain. And pain means down. So, Matt, how do you say this in the formal manner? Bezarin pain. Bezarin pain, exactly. So, to make this a bit more complex, to say, to put something specific down, such as a book, you say, Ketabo bezar pain. Ketabo bezar pain. As we've learned before, o, as in ketab o, is the colloquial way to say ra, which was an object marker. So we're talking about a specific book and asking the person with whom we're talking to put it down. Ketabo bezar pain. Ketabo bezar pain. So how about put the book on the table informally? This would be ketabo bezar rumiz. Ketabo bezar rumiz. Simple enough. Now for practice, let's repeat these two sentences for a formal audience and start them with please or lotfan. How do you say, please put the book on the table formally? Lotfan ketabo bezarin rumiz. Perfect. The only thing that changed was the verb. Lotfan ketabo bezarin rumiz. Lotfan ketabo bezarin Rumiz. And remember, Matt, you put the emphasis on the be sound. Bezarin. Bezarin. So, lotfan ketabo bezarin rumiz. Lotfan ketabo bezarin rumiz. Exactly. And how about please put the book down formally? Lotfan ketabo bezarin pain. Perfect. Lotfan ketabo bezarin pain. 
please put the book down formally. Now, there are several other verbs that would be useful in the imperative tense, but we'll stop the lesson here for brevity's sake and leave those for the bonus materials. And with that, we come to the end of lesson 29. And that brings us to the last lesson of unit 3. Yes, the grammar unit, unit 3, is now completed. Lesson 30 will be a comprehensive review of everything we learned in Unit 3, specifically by taking one particular verb and analyzing it by going through every verb tense we learned through the lessons. We've come a long way in this unit. Hopefully you've been able to keep up. If not, remember that all the previous lessons and our bonus materials are available on the website at www.chaiandconversation.com with chai spelled C-H-A-I. We're excited about the next unit too. We'll be revealing more about that soon. But for now, Chora Hafez from Matt. And Be Omide Didar from Leila. Leila.